common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Joining us now to talk about the strategy of what Israel is doing, this sort of back and forth that seems into Gaza, the northern part, is General Jack Keane. Of course, he was the vice chief of staff for the U.S. Army. And we are thrilled to have him, Presidential Medal of Freedom uh, recipient, also chairman of the Institute for the Study of War. Great to have you here, General. Oh, delighted to be here. Thank you. General John Katsimatidis, uh, I understand that uh, the uh, Israeli Defense Forces have a new strategy. Uh, they're not going in to invade and, and stay. They go in and they hit. They, they take what they take, uh, get whatever prisoners back. And and uh, sort of retreat. Uh, have you uh, heard anything of this new strategy? Um, yeah, they they've modified their original strategy. It's not quite as as you describe it. Uh, let me see if I can uh, make sense of it for you. Um, the, what what they're dealing with certainly uh, is a couple of realities. They know full well. If they conduct an overwhelming uh, assault into Gaza with all of their combat power, uh, the casualties of their own forces are likely uh, to be a little bit greater, and they're going to inflict more civilian casualties, and they also will put the hostages at risk. I think the more they thought about it, and let's face it, I mean, give the Israelis some credit. Given this barbaric, savage, brutal attack that took place on October the 7th, um, it three weeks later is what we're, uh, two plus weeks later, excuse me, is what we're talking about uh, when they really began the beginnings of a ground operation. And those were raids. A raid is where you go in, do something specific based on intelligence, and come back out. And now they're going in to stay. But they're doing it slow and gradually, not in overwhelming force and not with an intensity to move quickly. And they're moving slow and gradually with a smaller force, I think, to encircle Gaza City, which is the center of gravity for Hamas's command and control, much of its infrastructure, but not all of its infrastructure. And, and as opposed to going block by block and building by building, lay siege to it and go slowly in dealing with this. They recognize that the operation, John, will take weeks and months, and they want to preserve the amount of casualties they take. They, they cannot do what they did in the past, two to three weeks, go hard and fast, <clears throat> because the, let's face it, Given the October 7th attack and given the assistance that that attack had by by Iran and some of the imagination that it displayed in overcoming the Israeli high-technology wall and their other security services uh, defenses, the, the reality is that they know full well that the Hamas has been prepared for a rather significant Israeli attack. So I think what what the Israelis have had to come to grips with is, one, there's going to still be significant population left because the Egyptians will not open uh, the gate and 
establish refugee camps in Egypt uh, for the Gazans, which I think is pretty outrageous, to be frank about it. And, you know, so our audience understands. So, so they're using the, the they're using the Gazians, the Gazian people, the Palestinians as uh, a barricade to say, uh, uh, if you guys, if the if the Israelis come in, we're going to kill them. Yeah, I mean, the the uh, what what the Egyptians concern is they have two. One, their economy is in a tank; they want to pay for it, but the Arabs would pay for it the refugee camps, the U.N. would supervise it. They're concerned about Hamas staying, being on Egyptian territory, mm-hmm. having a relationship with the Muslim Brotherhood, which is the regime that they, Assisi, deposed. That really is their fundamental issue. And I understand it. I'm sympathetic to it, but I think there are ways to solve that with biometrics. Mm-hmm. Don't need to get into it in the detail in a short period of time. But I think those, those are, are resolvable. So what the Israelis' problem have always had with the Gazan Strip is when they're conducting urban warfare, it's unprecedented to have that amount of population still present. When you look at Mariupol in Ukraine, which we all saw, and Bagmut, a much smaller city, it was a ghost town. The people fled, except for some people who personally wanted to stay and take the risk. And the same thing when we operated in Fallujah, in Iraq, the people were gone. I mean, they, they understood the obvious. When the artillery starts to fall and the airstrikes start to happen, you've got to get out of here. So the Israelis are dealing with, even still to this day, even though they tried to move the population south, the estimates are there are as much as 300,000 people still in the main effort sector that they want to go into. So That's would you really say, General, everybody's doing damage control. We're not, they're not going in there with a full-scale war. They're doing hit and run. They're doing whatever they can. Uh, that way the, the uh, war does not escalate to further things? No, no, I'm not minimizing the, the combat that's going to take place where the fighting force is. That will be intense combat. And I think what they want to do is go slower so they can encircle the city, be very deliberate about it. And they, they've got a couple things on their mind. One, they, they, they've never been in Gaza for months. It's always been in and out. They want to they preserve the amount of casualties that they take. I mean, their army is very large by comparison to the size of their population. And we all know full well what Fort... Uh, 1,400 people killed means to a population of that size, and it's been adequately described by comparison to ours. So that's number one. And number two, uh, they also believe that they have a much better chance of getting hostages back if they move in a much slower, gradual, more deliberate manner. And the third thing is they fully recognize that, you know, Hamas government, Hamas terrorist leaders weaponize the civilian population and use it internationally against them. I mean, they've they've lived with this uh, for decades, and they understand what that means to them as well. So I think they've made some some pretty good decisions here in terms of of what they're coping with. And and the reality is they also do not want Hezbollah coming into the war. Right. They're trying to, yeah, they're trying to do that balancing act. Uh, General Jack Keene, we so appreciate your perspective. Thank you so much for being with us, General.
Always good talking to you, Rita, John, and the rest of your, your great team there. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, General. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.